0: Yo yo, As-salamu alaykum, my brother. What's up, man? <laughs> well, alaykum salam wa rahmatullah. What's going on, my brother?
1: Wow, I was just on here for like ten minutes before saying to my people that I'm super nervous because you are really an incredible guy, and I hope Allah makes this an easy thing on me, man. Thank you so much for your time, brother.
0: Oh man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for reaching out, bro. Of Wait, course, so man. I- what what where I, I'm try- where, where what country did you say you were at? Yeah. So I'm 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 from Saudi Arabia.
1: I host Saudi's first and only FM hip hop radio show. I'm currently based in Dubai. Um, I moved from Saudi to the UAE because my son was diagnosed as autistic, and the awareness okay. in the UAE is much more stronger and better. So he's nice. my hero, and I'll do anything for him. And awesome. um, you've been That's very awesome. humble, brother man. I swear to God, bro, this is a huge honor, my brother. So, no um, man,
0: likewise, we, man. We're we gonna get.
1: We're gonna. We're going to get into it. It's 3, 5 uh, a.m. in Dubai here. So some rappers sent in their questions. Okay. Um, but we're not going to miss an opportunity with the one and only, uh, of course, Locksmith. So um, sure. let me just tell you, you're tapping into a movement of people, brother, man, who appreciate lyrics, bars and just truth. You are tapping into that. Uh, and I for one salute you. And I say thank you for doing what you're doing, my brother. That's off the top.
0: Thank you, man. It's all love, man. Thank you.
1: Um so Elmatic by nas obviously is 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 iconic in every single way. I know like when I talk to a lot of people it it's it's it influenced hip hop culture for you. I know for a fact that this album kind of also inspired you to start rapping Absolutely. um in in what way, what's your story about this album because a lot of people you know have their own story. Where were you when you first heard it in what way did it impact you
0: um so so to kind of so basically i have a i, my, I have an older sister uh, I have several older sisters, but one of my sisters she MC, was a rapper as well spice m c spice m c spice yeah, and Bless um her. you know when I was like in grade school, junior high school, she was doing shows you know opening up for like e forty um digital underground, you know what i mean tupac and stuff like that um so, my sister was a rapper and she was touring overseas, you know, in Europe and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and I was a kid. I, I, you know, I was listening to rap, but I, you know, I wasn't, didn't take it seriously or anything like that. You know, this was something my sister was doing, but she was very serious at the time. And she performed at a showcase and she came back from the showcase and said, the first time I ever heard the name Nas, she was like, yeah, I just came back from this, sh- this um, we had this big showcase in San Francisco. And everybody was talking about this kid, this guy named Nas. He's supposed to be this da-da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I think I heard about that. And then when I went to school, my best friend, he was just like, yo, it's this new dude, Nas. Everybody's saying he's going to be the next dopest rapper, Q-tip, large professor, all this kind of stuff. And I wasn't like a huge hip-hop head at the time. I mean, I followed hip-hop, but I wasn't like a head. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. So that was my first. And then by the time he got the tape, and he played it and we used to play it in my father's car. Wow. And You know, on our way to school or on our way uh, after school, by this time I'm in high school, you know? Um, And I was just like, it was just, when I heard it, I was like, I've never heard rap like this. I've never heard rap so like poetic and lyrical in a way. It was so smooth too. And the way he was using, um, the way he was describing things in his neighborhood and his life, but doing it in such a poetic way i just it just appealed to me and i was so that was wow. the, when i heard that it made me be like i don't know rap became something way more just cool to me like something i wanted to try something i thought was yeah. just like, if i could rap i would try to rap like that you know what i mean
1: man mashallah man this is uh uh beautiful um uh, locksmith when, when did you go from like uh, at the wood ali to locksmith when did that uh, happen
0: Well, obviously, you know, Dawood, Ali, that's my name. Um, You know, my God-given name, my parents gave me. Um, So when I I got the name Locksmith, when I started rapping, um, when me and my friends, when we first started rapping, you know, we weren't doing it. We were just doing it as a hobby, something that we loved to do, something we were just experimenting with, trying to do. And we had a friend who... um, who who, he had an apartment in San Francisco that we used to go over his house and we used to just, you know, record these raps. Um, and we weren't, you know, it wasn't good at all. It was not good.
1: (laughs) Uh, Are are, are these, are these still around?
0: No, uh, (laughs) I don't think maybe, maybe one of my friends has a cassette tape. I, I, I don't know. You know, this is early stuff. This is literally recording Mm. into a microphone onto a cassette tape. Um, so i think when it, so we would go over there every week and do these raps trying to get better and better and then one time we did like our first song i remember my friend he bought a, he bought an adat uh a, a, excuse me a DAP machine an ADAP machine where we could actually record multiple tracks we didn't have to just do it all in one take so when he finally did that our first real song um i said something in the rap like i'm a lyrical locksmith and oh. um and then after that um, my friends were like, that's your name. That's your rap name. They gave me that name. Like, that's got to be your name. And I was like, what? No, I don't want that name. That's stupid. And they was like, no, that's your name. <laughs> so it just kind of stuck with me.
1: Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, again, you're... the, the when, when, when I listen to your music, brother, man, and again, when I said I'm interviewing you, every single kind of rap heads people who really take pride in their you know in their craft was like what what they couldn't believe it man and um you know a lot of people in the middle east are gonna see this interview when they wake up hopefully but i didn't want to miss this um yeah. you know obviously um yeah um brother Matt in what way did battle rap kind of push you to your music career or in your music career
0: well you know battle rap is a funny thing so I was already recording and making raps before battle rap. Okay. Wow. Before I did battle rap. I didn't I didn't start doing battle rap first. I, I was making music first. I didn't even know what battle rap was. I I mean at that time when I was battle rap wasn't even it wasn't even called battle rap. It was just rapping. Like I don't even know how to describe it. You know, I I've been doing yeah. it for a while. So so the way I, I didn't even know I could battle rap. I stumbled into battle rapping. Um, I can't remember. You know, we're talking about, y- you know, almost twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Fifteen years ago or something. I can't even remember exactly when. But so basically, what happened was, the Source magazine used to have this thing called the unsigned called unsigned hype. Yeah. And we always wanted to be an unsigned hype. Me and my friends. We wanted it. That was our because you know Biggie had been unsigned hype. Um, all these people had, you know, had got discovered or, or at least we thought through unsigned hype. So, uh, we were, we were making our demos that we were recording at our friend's house in his closet and we were sending them to unsigned hype and you well, we were just trying to like, man, did they hear our demo? You know, they got to hear us. So finally they used to have a magazine, um, excuse me, in the, uh, they had a number in the back of the magazine where you could call the number and the source. So I, I called the number and we were like, Hey, you know, did you guys hear our, uh, did you hear our? Did you hear our, our demo? Did you hear our songs? And they were like, Yeah, man, who is are these the guys? Oh, you guys from California? Uh, yeah, and it was like, Well, look, man, we thought you guys were really good, but there's this guy, you know, he's this white rapper. He's working with Dr. Dre, and we're like, ah, well, Who is that? You know, we don't a white rapper. And come to find out, you know, that was Eminem. You know,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: so this is before Eminem. Wow. So they were like, So we're gonna give it to wow. this guy, you know, this this white rapper from Detroit. But, you what? know, uh, you guys didn't win it this time, but, you know, and we were like, oh, man, we, we're probably better than him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, wow. but they were like, but they were like, check this out. We have this thing where Unsigned Hype is going to be coming to different cities. What city you're in? Well, we're like, well, we're in the Bay Area. And it was like, oh, well, we're coming to the San Francisco area, um, Unsigned Hype. So if you guys want to meet us there, we're going to be coming. We're like, oh, OK, we'll come. So they had this thing where they had an Unsigned Hype tour. Where yeah. the source magazine would go all these different cities, L.A., San Francisco, New York, Detroit, Chicago, you know, so we were like, oh, OK, we're going to come to the one in the Bay Area. So we we have been ready. So it was like a month away. We're like, OK, we're getting ready. We're recording these new songs. We're going to get our demo ready. We're going to have all this night. So it was at the mall. So we went to the mall wow. with our demo early in the morning, like we're gonna be the first person there, and we get there and we give them their tape, like, hey, here's our tape. And they were like, What do you what do you mean? Here's your tape. We we're like, Yeah, this is unsigned. He was like, Nah, man, this is a battle. We were like, What? So we didn't even know what battling was. I was I I never even knew what battling was or anything like that. I was just like, huh? And um, <laughs> and they were like, wow. Yeah, this is a battle. So basically, what it was was I, even at that point, I didn't understand what I was doing. I didn't know what it was. So basically it was just a bunch of rappers there and everybody was sign their name on the list. And maybe like two, 300 people, you just get up there, you have 30 seconds to rap. And if you were good enough, the judges would pick you to move on to like, you know, like the 30 or 40 people that would battle each other. So, so I got up there, mind you, I had never freestyled in front of, I had never, I don't think I ever even grabbed the microphone in front of people like that before. Um, wow. I grabbed the microphone and I started rapping and everybody was like, "Oh, I had never I had never did anything like that before, but I got up there and just because I think I just naturally had an ability where I felt comfortable holding a mic and getting in front of the mic and I, I like I didn't feel any fear. You know some what pound I mean? Love. Some so love. I just wow. grabbed, I just grabbed the microphone, I just went up there and I spit some raps um, you know, all just off the top of the dome, um freestyles and they were like yo you're going to the next round it was like what's your name and i was like locksmith and they were like oh that's a dope name And i was like really okay you know what i mean so and then so then Man. i went on to the battle and then we had the battle and i've never battled before but i just was you know it was just like all right so you're gonna battle him and you know mc whatever and i just you know i saw him i would look at him he was you know i, I remember i battled this really one young dude and I was just like, oh, he's younger than me. He's like, like a kid. I think I battled like – it was like some 13-year-old kid or something, a or 14-year-old kid. So I just talked about how young he was. I just made a bunch of jokes about how young he was. And people was like, oh. So I ended up beating everybody, and I got all the way to the last round where it was me and this other guy, and I didn't win. Because um, I, I remember I was really disappointed because the winner would – whoever won would get to go to New York and represent. So, But I didn't end up winning. But everybody was like, yo, Locksmith, you were the best. And I just – after that, I developed a reputation Like everybody in the area, you know, like, yo, that's that kid Locksmith, and you know what I mean? So I developed, and at that point, I didn't even know I could battle rap, It's just something that happened You know?
1: Man Mashallah, first of all, thank you so much for sharing this, man uh, In yeah, such yeah, details, sure. shout out to Everybody here, I'm, I'm uh, if you don't mind, maybe we'll talk a little bit, few more, and then ask uh, questions from the audience. You can yeah, drop yeah. it at the question box. Whatever um, you want to do. Locksmith, I, I, I actually just want to tell you that I still can't believe this is happening. For me, this is <laughs> a real it. moment, brother. Yeah. I just want to say that. Um, I, you've have, seen no, I different... have no
0: idea anybody in Dubai or the Middle East, you know. The
1: I... Middle East, brother, man, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no and idea. Wanna... Yeah, it's, 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 it's really crazy, you know. And um, obviously, man, you've seen a lot of different faces, uh, fa- phases of hip-hop. Many rappers, especially in the Middle East, brother man, who actually put in the art and the, and the effort to, to push lyrics, right? And not to be shallow or silly. Not that I'm saying anything wrong with being silly. I'm just saying they put so much effort and pride in being lyrical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow, um, you know, they, they want to fit the industry. And there's this big fight between what they really want to do and, mm-hmm. you know, fitting the industry so that they can make some money or get some streams. Where does a guy like Luxmith stand? Because you're able to kind of, kind of do both in a way. I don't know. Maybe you can shed some light on that.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's just a reflection of my actual personality. You know, mm-hmm. um, I try to do things that I feel comfortable. I just try to always rap or make music or art from a sincere place. You know, so it's always coming from a sincere place. So sometimes I do want to have fun. Sometimes I might want to yeah. be a little bit more. You know, you know, Le- less serious. And sometimes I want to have more deeper uh, subject matter. So it just all depends. I just try to stay true to myself. I don't really care about what the industry or what P- fan or what anybody says. Either way, I feel like I'm always going to be honest and true to myself. And if I feel like I'm if, gonna a, talk- if a rapper,
1: not to cut you off, but if a rapper is listening to us right now and he or she is struggling with that in terms of like, man, I want to write lyrical bars. I want to really push that, but the industry doesn't. What do you tell them, continue or or play the game?
0: Uh, I mean, it all depends on who you are as an individual. Mm. You know, if you are able to play the game and you feel comfortable playing the game, then play the game. If you don't feel comfortable with that, you don't have to do that. I think one of the beauties of the way the music industry is now with with technology do you have guys that can be super lyrical and they can be very successful and, they can, yeah. and they, can, they can exist in the industry and then you have guys who can be completely underground and lyrical and then you have guys who can be very commercial. You know. There's, there's a way that, you can, that everybody can exist now and it's kind of always been like that but I yeah. think even more so now because of technology, because mm-hmm. of so many different platforms and so many different ways that you, know, you can exist and be who you are but I think the most important thing is you kind of have to find who you are. You know what
1: mm-hmm. I mean? I love that. that. So it starts with um, you. Yeah, I think you talk a little bit about that also in your in your latest track, you know, Famous, which is, which is really amazing. Like, in a, in a way or another, you know, you were talking about that, uh, how people are really looking for validation. And we have that a lot in the Middle East, man. Because, again, the Middle East, hip-hop came to the Middle East via, um, obviously, just quickly via North Africa. So, obviously, hip-hop started in the Bronx and moved to Europe. Uh, specifically in France, and a lot of our brothers and sisters, uh, Moroccans, Algerians, Tunisian, are based in France, start rapping in French, but they say, like, why are we rapping in French? We're Arabs. Start rapping mm-hmm. in, you know, and and then move to Philistine, um, Jordan, mm-hmm. Lebanon, Syria, and then move to the GCC, like mm-hmm. the Gulf area. So I'll, we struggle with that a lot. Like, they don't know. I'll be very honest with you, man. I want to have an honest discussion with you. I host Saudi's first FM hip-hop radio show. In my first ever kind of show, I'm saying peace and love, salam salamu 2011, mm-hmm. I was called kafir, an infidel, just mm-hmm. because I'm bringing a, a hip-hop, obviously, in one of the most conservative countries in the world. But mm-hmm. I, I pushed, I pushed. I still, till now, get the N-word from people. Just to say, what's up, N-word, to me, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, th- there's a misunderstanding of culture. So when I ask, for example, especially American rappers, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Mazi. He, he sends his love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when I ask, how did you get into hip-hop culture? Majority of the answer is like, I was born into hip-hop culture in America. So it mm-hmm. was born into him. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of culture learning, you know, um, uh, over yes. in this part of the... Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I try to do that a lot. And, uh, you know, in, in your, one of your freestyles with, with Sway, who is one of my heroes, you actually said something about Brand Jordan is more than important than Spotify stats. Um, mm-hmm. That five fingers of death... Mom, man, I can stand up for that. Like seriously, that was that was just pure epic. Um, what was the sort of reaction? Uh, how did you feel about the reaction you got, especially from that? Because the reaction was crazy. Like in this part of the world,
0: the the reaction from the that that freeze, that last freestyle I did on Sway. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, you know, I- anytime, um, you know, I- I've known Sway since yeah I was a kid. You know, um, because Sway is from the same area. He's from the Bay Area. Um, I think the first time I ever was on the radio was on the wake-up show. That Sway used to have the wake-up show in the Bay Area, where I'm from. That was the first that's time beautiful. I got to be, got yeah. that was the first time I ever freestyled was on a Sway, on on the wake-up show with Sway and wow. Um, So that's how I came up. So to see the progress that he's made and the strides that he's made for hip-hop it's is incredible and and, and for, for me to still be able to be able to connect with him and and he still share his platform with me and us be able to work yeah. together it's an honor first and foremost So then you know when I get that opportunity to go on his show uh, I think I was doing a show because uh, um, his show you know he obviously he records in New York and I think yeah. I was in Connecticut which is maybe an hour and a half away from New York City. Um, I was doing a show in Connecticut with Chris Webby, Jerem Benton, a bunch of those guys.
1: Shout out to Webby, man. Big
0: fan. Wow. And and I hit up Sway. I said, hey, I'm going to be in town during this time. If you want me to come by the show, I'd love to come by. He said, absolutely, Locke, come by. Um so after the show, I, I we drove down to New York City. I stayed in New York for a couple of days, and it just worked out that I was able to go by the show. Yeah. And, um, and, and It you know, was amazing
1: to see uh, Fat, Fat Joe and, and Dre's reaction as well, who were there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The- Joe's yeah, jo- a great guy. Dre's a great guy. I've known Joe for a while. He <laughs> always shows me a lot of love. So the fact that it happened to work out perfectly like that, it was dope. Sway was like know come on in the studio fat Joe's still there and i could tell sway was like yo you know what i mean let me let me get locked in here while joe is still here you know what i mean and then you know sway i, I already know like i've known sway for a long enough time so i always know he's gonna ask me to spit some bars you know what i mean so <laughs> it's that time and that's what i'm there for you yeah, know what i'm saying i came there you. for that so it was just it just worked out great and it was just a great reaction and i'm really grateful for that and uh yeah
1: it, it, it's crazy I, I do have a couple of questions about you know about your writing process that we ask you at the end um, no problem. I, in that interview i heard you say um that you never physically write your songs on a piece of paper or phone is that right yes yo you guys you understand that like you, how come like how <laughs> what <laughs> how, how did you get into that process
0: <laughs> yeah so um basically um what I, what I do is I, um, so when I first started rapping, like I said, when I used to go to my, when I, when I first, the very first time, my friend said, hey, come with us to our, you know, to the, the guy's house in San Francisco to rap. I was watching them and they showed me, you know, they were writing on paper. So I was writing on paper. Yeah. Um, so I would go in there. And like I said, this was bad. This was not good raps. Um, and, but my friends that I was rapping with, um, they were more advanced than me. So when they would get up and rap their rap sounded good and their handwriting looked so good. My handwriting was sloppy. So I I never liked it. So I did it a few times and I was, but I just never liked it. So, um, what happened was, so it was a process of me developing this. So what happened was, and they, we, they would write their raps. They would sound better than me. And my friend, the house that we were at was across the street from the mall. So what we would do is we would go to the mall and walk around and hang out. And chill out. So and then we would go back and we would finish our raps and record. So while they were while we were at the mall, I started writing rhymes in my head because I wanted to get I wanted to get a head start when we would get back to, you know, back to the studio or to the apartment that we were recording at. So while we're, you know, walking around eating food, eating cookies, you know, doing whatever we were doing. I would be thinking of like, well, what's the, what, what am I going to rap? I would think of the bar. So I would start memorizing a few bars to get ahead of time. So by the time we got to the studio, I could keep up with them. Oof. So then after amount of time, after doing this a few times, I just started doing it in my head all the way. So I would write that. I would start writing the bars. So we go to the studio. I would just write them down. I would already have the whole verse in my head memorized. And then what happened after that is once, once we started going to a real studio, like an actual studio, you know, with the booth and everything and stuff like that. I forgot my notebook. So (laughs) I was just like, damn, what am I going to do? And I was like, well, I already have it memorized anyway. I don't really need the notebook. So I just recorded it. And when I did that, something clicked. Like I I felt better or it sounded better than I ever sounded before. Like I felt it felt more natural. And even though I may not have remembered exactly what I wrote, I was like, I feel like this is whatever I'm saying is is what I'm supposed to say. So ever since then, I just stopped writing it down completely. I just started memorizing. Like I didn't need to write it down on a piece of paper. So I've been doing that for the last, you know, 15, what? years.
1: Bam! This is yeah. This is this is, this is this is crazy, man. Um, um, okay, um, this is a this is a question I found myself always asking, you know, people in terms of like with knowledge. Does it bother you that sometimes hip-hop needs to be defended?
0: I don't, you have to be more specific. I don't know exactly. What Meaning, mean.
1: like, a lot of, maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe a lot of people would always say, you know, hip-hop started as a voice of so the voice of hip-hop. is not the booty shaking. is not that. There's, a, there's always a sense of, um, you got to defend hip-hop for what it stands for. Maybe it's more in this part of the world because of what we face yeah, as Yeah, yeah, culturally,
0: yeah, culturally, it's, Hip-hop is still fairly culturally new, you know what I mean, to, to, to the part of the world that you're at to some degree. Whereas us, hip-hop is a part of mainstream now. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? like Yeah, hip-hop. true. So if you were having this conversation with me, you know, if you were having this conversation with someone 30 years ago or 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago, it'd be a little different than now. When you see like some of the most successful people, like a Jay-Z or, you know what I mean? Eminem, like people who have made movies, who have brands, who have invested in businesses and philanthropy, hip hop is, is, you know, is just as yeah. much as respected as a singer or- 100%. Also, culturally, uh, I mean, Culturally, yeah. it's ingrained into American culture.
1: And I think this is what we're trying to achieve here, man, because we do have the numbers. We have an amazing Arab hip hop movement that is mm-hmm. really incredible. Um, and you know, I'm really, really proud of it. Um, BlockSmith, um, given your diverse kind of background, Iranian-American, in what way do you think that have impacted your music, if any? Uh, I think you're, I think personally you're in a unique situation. For me personally, I think you're a bridge. But in what way do you think it has impacted your music?
0: Um, I think it's impacted my music greatly because it's who I am, you know what I mean? So if I'm being an honest person, then my music is going to reflect who I am in everything, in every aspect of my life. You know, I put my life into my music, no matter what I'm rapping about, no matter what I do. So it, it affects me as a man, as a human being. It, it, it affects the way that I, the way that I carry myself. It, it affects the way that I write music, the way that I record music. You know, what I mean, in, in every aspect, my I see the world through the lens of the man that I grew up to be. You know so yeah. i mean just in a general sense it's affected everything overall
1: H- have you ever heard arabic rap like have you ever like you know stumbled upon it
0: yeah i've heard arabic rap yeah i've heard rap yeah. in a lot of different languages for sure
1: amazing yeah uh, so obviously if you're an artist locksmith your your sound should grow and i think from 2014 with a thousand cuts till ali who i really want everybody to go stream that album right now and th- this in this period in what ways were you kind of able to evolve or like in what way did you evolve looking back at yourself internally
0: um you know hopefully as you grow as an adult as a man you mature you go through certain experience and and through those experience uh hopefully you gain wisdom you Mm. know what i mean the way you look at you know the way you view your life the way you look at the world as a whole hopefully you can uh view it through a lens of wisdom and you can share that wisdom in a certain way through your music. Um, and that's just what I try to do. You know, I, I try to take the things that I've learned, the lessons like like for instance, there's things that my father or my mother taught me that I didn't really understand until I got to a certain point in my life where I was like, Oh, that makes sense now. And then mm. I'm the type of person, I'll put that in my music, you know? So hopefully yeah. you can help people.
1: Oh man. Okay. Um again, I, I thank you for your time, um Locksmith. No problem. I, I did receive a couple of questions from rappers um who maybe some of them are here but some of them are not so if you don't mind i'll start asking those questions of course Uh, this is coming from casey hamada who's an iranian iraqi Mm -hmm. uh, mc based in the UAE, really creative guy he's Mm -hmm. asking do you ever feel like you're running out of things to write and if so how do you fight that off
0: oh so yeah a lot of people ask me this do i ever feel like no i don't run out of things to write because Something happens every day there 's always something to talk about there 's always emotions that go on in your life and I feel like you know i 'm at the point where i 'm confident in what I can do and the skills that I have as a as an artist like i I know I can rap I know you know i 'm trying to become better and i 'm trying to become a better songwriter and all those things, but I know how to uh, I know how to express myself in this form, this genre of hip hop mm-hmm. um, so all I have to do is find the things that I want to talk about. And put them in the song, so sometimes um, I think w- some of the obstacles that I go that i that I'm challenged is not you know finding things to talk about, but you know um what to talk about, you know what I mean, like what's the yeah. most important thing? like sometimes like I might be writing a song about you know inequality in America, but then I see something else, and it's like, oh, I want to talk about this now, so I have to stop that. So sometimes it's organizing all the different emotions and thoughts in my brain. That i want yeah. to talk about and putting it out there so it's not about yeah. trying to find something it's like deciding what to talk about you know
1: i i have a i have a young friend of mine he's uh, i think 18 his name is zenden lavan he mm-hmm. he actually um he's a he's a big fan and he was telling me about how sometimes albums have codes like he was like he would do albums and in the album there's a code are no. you are you like like that in your like? Let's say you have four albums right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, mm-hmm. like in total. Uh,
0: let's see, uh, a thousand cuts, lofty goals, olive branch, uh, Ali, and well, and then I have yeah. Those are my four solo albums.
1: Yes, for, as a solo. Do you, do you have? If someone would decode these albums, would they come up with a message at the end from it?
0: Uh, I mean, you know, code decode. You know, code is a, That's a state. I mean. I, I mean, I guess, there. I mean, I, I believe that there. there's an underlying meaning to a lot of the stuff that some people, there are different layers that up, some people will pick up and some people won't. So I, mm. I do believe that there are under underlying layers, many layers to the things that I... Sometimes I say stuff that I don't even know subconsciously on different levels that I went there. When I go back and listen to it, I was like, wow, I didn't even realize because I tried to ah. make music from a very organic place. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 so... When sometimes people point out meanings, point out certain meanings or underlying, I'm like, sometimes they're wrong, and then sometimes I'd be like, "Yo, subconsciously, maybe I did, I didn't really even realize I was doing that because it it's comes from, um, you know? yeah, it comes yeah. from a a, a a a very, you know, I, I don't know, I feel like it's a spiritual place, you know.
1: Bless, bless. Um Are, are we good on time? We're, we're, you're, you're having good. a good time, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Balises, who's a who's a rapper from Philistine, based here in the UAE. Shout out to him. I believe he's here as well. Uh, he's asking what's your writing process like generally we talked a little bit about it but if someone would ask you what's your writing process if you have a process i'm sure what is it
0: uh yeah it's you know i don't have a specific thing you know i try to go with different things and how i'm feeling at the at the moment or like sometimes um a lot of times i i need to start off with an instrument uh uh, uh, you know a instrumental or the beat first the beat will inspire the emotion and it will evoke an emotion and i just flow with the beat um uh it all depends sometimes like a song like famous i had the idea so i um mm-hmm. i'll say like last year i was on the road a lot i was touring a lot um maybe uh, over almost 200 shows 100 over 150 shows last year and keep, um,
1: keep that keep that thought speaking of that we want to dig we, we need to get you down here to dubai man inshallah sure. after this covid-19 situation yeah for go sure. ahead
0: but um so i was uh i was on the road a lot so i didn't record any music last year because i was on the road so much you know i would go on tour for seven weeks straight come home for like Two or three weeks, then go back on the road for a month. Come back home, two or three weeks. Go back, you know. So it was. I was. I was. It was I was. Uh, I. I just didn't have enough time to go to the studio and, and write. But what I was doing when I was on the road, I was writing down concepts, mm. ideas, things that I want to talk about. I was like, you know, I want to make a song about this, or I want to make a song, or I want to approach a song like this. So basically, in my phone, I was just writing down uh, all these ideas of song titles and song concepts. So then finally, when I got done with touring and I was able to, like, you know, rest. And uh, when I started, you know, um, when I was like, OK, let me just sit down. So now I had ideas that I wanted to find. So now I was looking for the instrumentals to fit the idea. So once I found that the, I found the idea, I started writing the songs. So that's one way. And um, I feel like I feel like that kind of sped my process up too. you know, it kind of made it faster because I already had an idea of what I wanted.
1: Mm. Okay, um, as Sharif Hussam is saying, uh, ask the lock why he gotta destroy every beat he touches.
0: Oh, I mean, that just comes from my competitive <laughs> background, and I just want to be the best, you know? What yeah, I mean? so I just oh man. Be the best.
1: Um, all right, describe the following rappers if you can in one word, um, Lupe Fiasco.
0: Uh, <laughs> Damn, Lupe Fiasco. He's just technical, poetical. You know what I mean? He's just...
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Supreme. King Loss. King King Loss. Loss. Yeah. Freestyle Maniac.
1: Yeah. Uh, Exhibit. My Homie. Raskas.
0: West Coast Poet.
1: Nice. Uh, Sway.
0: My Big Brother.
1: Man, Uh, R.A. the Rugged Man. My brother. Amazing.
0: Uh, All
1: right, so I have some questions right here in the box uh, quickly. So, um, all right, Uh, this is a question from KK. And he's actually asking... Uh, oh, for some reason, I can't post it. Okay. Do you ever feel like you're running out of things to write? And how do you fight that? I think we, we spoke about that. Yeah, uh, KK is a, a singer-songwriter based in, in the UAE right here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a, a question from Official Ins, uh, who is an Iraqi rapper here in the UAE. Can you show us what you got up on that wall?
0: <laughs> oh, this, okay, is, I think, mm. this is some stuff that uh, my father... Uh, brought back I think one my father brought back from Iran and the other one another one of my friends uh who's kind of like a mentor brought it back from uh from Kum, Iran. He went and studied uh Russell. you know theology in uh in Kum. So uh what? these are one is a uh you know Ayat Uh, You know From Quran And then the other one is just says Allah You know what I mean
1: Mashallah Mashallah mashallah. Uh,
0: This is a question
1: From Flamingo's podcast Uh, Can we know Locksmith's top five Dead or alive And top five Of the new school If you can give us A rundown (laughs) Uh, My
0: top five All time uh, Tupac Nas Ice Cube Mm. Wow That's three Um, It's
1: always the fourth And the fifth
0: (laughs) I know who number one is. I'm just trying to think of who is my... See, my other one, it just kind of... It kind of goes back and forth, you know? Yeah. KRS-One. Ooh. You know, like look, like BDP, early KRS-One. You know, like that?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: let's just say KRS-One. And number one is Jay-Z.
1: Wow. Man. Okay. Uh, amazing. Um. What about from the from the new school right now, Rick? From the from the new generation, the ones that are rapping right now, now. Um uh, guys, Any ones you want to like, highlight?
0: I like Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I like J Cole. Uh, I like Logic. Mm. Uh, um, wow. Another really young guy, uh, YBN Corday, I like him. Uh, I'm trying to think of a fifth. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah that are doing dope stuff. Uh, I, um, know, did, did,
1: I mean, I mean, I, I, I hear you answer this question before in terms of uh, when people ask you, do you think hip-hop is in a bad place? And you say, no, hip-hop, I think, is a good place. Like, where do you stand with that question
0: now? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, hip-hop is in a good place. I mean, hip-hop yeah. is uh, uh, I mean, when people are talking about music, there's a, lot of good, there's a lot of good music. I mean, I think technology makes it where it's not like it used to be. You know, you, mm. can, find, you can find music anywhere now. You know, no matter where you're at, it's not like back 15 years ago, where it's like, you, if you you know, if you weren't, if you weren't over there, if you weren't in the United States, how would you hear this music? You know, Yeah. So now yeah. we have a way where everybody can stay connected and everybody can listen to whatever's going on, you know?
1: Mm. Uh, Fatty's asking, should a rapper freestyle or not necessary in your opinion?
0: It just all depends on what kind of rapper you are. If you have that ability yeah. and you feel comfortable about that, then you can do it if you don't then don't do it you know what i mean um it's not it's not a necessity i mean because you know it just all depends on what kind of rapper you are you know um i i remember i had a i had a um i had a conversation with uh tech from sway and tech and yeah. tech was saying like you know some guys are really dope freestylers and some guys are just really incredible writers and poets and he said like Nas. he says naz it's not going to sit there and try to go off the top of the dome. But if you give him five, 10 minutes, he'll sit there and write some of the most prolific poetic stuff ever. You know what I mean? So it just all depends on what kind of artist you are. And if you're a guy that's just not into the freestyle and, you know, it just, hip hop is so broad now. There's so many different avenues and ways you can express yourself. You know, some guys are more, you know, wordy. Some guys are more melodic. Some guys are more, you know, it's just different ways,
1: man. Um, um uh, quick questions from musab do you do you think woke culture is important in hip-hop musab, Do i think what culture Woke 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 culture being woke um woke?
0: i think oh uh, yeah so basically being conscious uh yeah. i mean to me being conscious is just important period <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. so yeah. uh yeah. you know hip hip hop is conscious culture i mean they're going to be parts of hip-hop that aren't as conscious as others are or, or woke as others but as a whole hip-hop is consciousness i mean that's it was mm-hmm. created from consciousness you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. created from you know it was created from the black and brown communities in the united states who were not given the opportunities to play instruments to make music so they created their own music um
1: wow that's what it is. um we're getting a lot of questions in the box uh, this is another question from uh, kk one rapper uh that he met that you met that really impacted your career from that meeting itself
0: one rapper uh kind <laughs> thing i mean i i know a lot of guys i mean i've met a lot of rappers in my time you know like I said, people like Sway, who I mean, he's not a rapper, but he's part of hip hop culture.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. People
0: like Ari the Rugged Man, mers These are guys exhibit, um, guys that took me on tour, guys that I've been in mm. the studio with. Um, so I actually learned from them. You know what I mean? Like I learned like from going on tour with Ari the Rugged Man, I learned I saw how he rocked shows and I, and, and I yeah. learned how to perform. I saw mers Murs was the first person I ever went on tour with, and I saw the way he performed, and I learned. Shut up, Murs, big sense. Yeah, yeah it, 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 helped me, it helped me make songs. You know, it mm-hmm. showed me, like, okay, I want to make songs when I perform them. It goes well, you know what I mean, with the crowd. So I've learned a lot from those guys' exhibit, um, just uh, recording in the studio with him, and, and, and learning from him, and, and, you know, the conversations that I had, I've been able to, like, learn and navigate mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as an artist.
1: Yeah. Lalo's saying thanks for doing a song with some classic West Coast rappers. X to the Z and Ras. What a beautiful song that was. Thank you. Um, uh, okay. Uh what um uh Laka is asking, Do you speak Farsi? Uh
0: yeah, not 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 a lot, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. You know, a little bit. Uh, my grandmother yeah. my grandmother, um um like I like I was born obviously here, you know, in California uh my father's iranian my mother is african-american but i was raised you know predominantly in african-american community um uh, yeah. so farsi when i was a little kid i spoke it a lot more Then as i got older you know i was just predominantly you know speaking english um yeah. but uh yeah i don't speak it as well but as i started were- getting older in high school i started studying islam you know what i'm saying and uh practicing islam you know Speaking Arabic, you know, praying and things like that. But so um, then, but when I got older, my grandmother from Iran moved to the United States, and she didn't speak any English, so she started teaching me words. I started learning some, picking it up, a li- you know, a little bit, so I could um, understand at least what she meant, you know. Um, would you? I mean,
1: uh, a lot of questions are repeating itself. Would you work from artists from the Arab region, like Arab rappers? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I would work with anybody from any region. I would just have to um, obviously, you know, get familiar with the music, um, yeah. build a relationship a rapport with them um, and just, yeah, just so we can make a good song. You know, it's, it's uh, sometimes, you know, people are just like, oh, let's do a song together. Well, if I'm not familiar with you, I don't even know what you stand. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, you kind of have to build some kind of relationship a lot of times to um, to do, you know, to work with someone to make the best thing you can make.
1: Yeah. A couple more questions for you right here. There's a lot of questions. Uh, Unseen Crew, what knowledge did you get from your peers in the hip-hop culture that helped you somehow molding your craft? So maybe it's uh, somehow similar to who, who are the people you met, but what kind of information or knowledge you got from being in hip-hop?
0: Information or knowledge. I um, think, yeah. I feel like I kind of answered that question with the other. Yeah, yeah, With the last you time, I, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I've learned aspects of everything, you know. Hmm. Uh you know, business-wise, you know, understanding how the business works, understanding about shows. I pick up. I mean, I learned something from everybody. Like mm-hmm. I, the way music is released, the way people. You know, I learned stuff from. You know, people like Chris Webby, their work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I learned stuff from uh, other artists I know how they how they do videos. How, you know what I mean? I learned a little bit from everything. I take a little bit from everything and try to enhance it and use yeah. it in my way and, and learn from it. Um,
1: Bay Looney right here uh, this guy is one of our f- best producers in the Middle East really amazing guy he's saying big up to both of you Locksmith the legend question do you feel that hip hop uh, the culture of hip hop is kind of being lost um, with, with the way it's being kind of blended with you know I, I believe he says maybe other genres of music do you think the culture itself is being lost or no? Uh,
0: no no I mean I think hip hop culture is hip hop culture you know there's a difference you have hip hop culture and then you have rap music yeah. And, um, you know, hip hop culture is the culture. So it, it 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 encompasses a lot of different things. Then when you have rap, the rap music, the rap music business, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with blending with other genres of music, and doing all this kind of thing. But the hip hop culture is always the hip hop culture. The, there's always going to be different forms. It's going to evolve. You're going to have stuff that sounds different than it did. And that's a good thing. Things can't stay the same. But there's also a platform if you want it. I think the beauty of what technology is and that hip hop has grown, you know, in the States, Mm -hmm. hip hop first came about in the 70s, you know, so now we're talking about something that's over 50 years old now. So it has grown, it's morphed, it's came back, it's changed into all these different things, but at the end of the day, it still is hip hop, you know.
1: Man, um, locksmith. I'm. Uh, I, I. I. had a great time. You are just an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, I don't want to take much of your time, but I have a small favor to ask if you don't mind. Uh-huh. There's this um, uh, rapper. She's originally Lebanese slash American. Uh, she's based in um, Ohio, I believe. She's 17 years old, okay. and I think she has a lot of amazing hunger. Okay. I want to make you hear a little bit. She produces mixes raps on her okay. own. So I just thought I, I want. I want you to see how she's rapping. Okay. And just- From the internet, I'm not a big fan of showing beats on the internet or like music on the internet, the way she's spitting. And I would love to hear kind of your reaction. So her name is actually Little G Fresh, and that's her. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah! I work with any producer. You're making cars i like your are was reducer. Taking the droid ride, I'm in the battle cruiser. I'm you guys, might as well call me a tutor. You're stupid, you're always acting stupid. Turn your speakers up, I'll make you fall in love with my music. It's a taste of your medicine, I'm sure you're fine. Oh, I kept the rolling in, let you out of time. Got no time to waste and you're just sucking out of place. Everyone has a brand if they get hit in the face. Eight of words, songs get slapped by the face. I just broke the break and everybody's in the face. Wait, just. At Home, this point, and I'm going to be
0: watching home alone. I scroll through the grill, I'm approaching mobile phones. I'm gonna be dressed, but it's time to go off the dome. Don't not get it, everybody. I'm a black shot, wrap it off. I never get
1: it on a clock shop. But what you want for me? I get it honestly. Everybody knows, you know, when you up not
0: the slaughtering.
1: Well, Joe, what do you think? <laughs> no, nah,
0: she's got a lot of potential. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, years yeah, so she's a, she's,
1: yeah, she's actually here. I love her hunger, and she's like really... Uh, I would love, love if you honor me, I would love to send you some sort of playlist anytime that you listen to, uh, you know, whenever you're free of Arab rappers that you can just check out. Um, sure. Man, it's it's really been a huge honor. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to say to Arab MCs, Arab rappers, and the Middle East and North Africa, um, mm-hmm. the air is yours right now, brother man. What would you say?
0: Uh, I, I just say, man, thank you guys for embracing me, showing me love, Um keep you know keep keep pushing the culture forward keep loving what you're doing be sincere to yourself put a law first and uh everything else will fall into place
1: yeah we're we're, we're huge fans of you man we're going to support you uh i i hope one day i get a chance to shake your hand and maybe get Insha you down Allah. here man. so uh, again thank you so much for your time man i'm going to stick around a little bit uh but again it's a huge huge honor to meet you uh I've started this journey in 2007 with a blog called Revolt and then launched Saudi's first FM hip-hop radio show nice. in 2011. Still doing it and played a couple of music throughout the years. So it's just surreal to meet the artists and the human beings. So again, um, just before, before Locksmith goes, you guys, I want everybody to send him fire right now to Locksmith as he leaves. I uh, so, appreciate um, it, man. Much love. Thank you so much, my brother, man. And have a beautiful, beautiful time. I you hope too, he, man.
0: Uh, Ramadan too. Mubarak, too.
1: Ramadan Kareem. I hope we get out of this COVID nineteen, you know, and just uh, meet hopefully one day, my brother. Thanks, man. All right, my brother. Salaam alaikum, my brother. Thanks. (laughs) Peace, peace.